0: Welcome to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things, including movies, music, TV shows, books, and more. The Sip List does not claim ownership of any clips used in this episode, as any film, TV, or sound clips are owned by the original copyright holders. Additionally, this podcast does contain spoilers, so please be aware. This show does also contain explicit content, so please keep that in mind as you are playing it wherever you are, work, car, etc. Thank you and enjoy the episode. button that fast. Sorry. <laughs> it was like recording in progress. Wait, what? Um, I am Amanda and this is the podcast where we drink wine or whatever and count down our top five favorites of all the things. I have got lipstick all over my glass. I am joined today by Harvey, who is another newcomer to the show. I feel so special with all these fresh voices. So I'm very excited. How are you?
1: I am well and thank you for having me it is an honor i have uh, listened to very, a lot of your value uh, content i love hey. listening to a movie and music talk so it works for me
0: me too it's a lot of fun um i mean i can talk about movies and music all day every day so
1: mm-hmm.
2: me
0: too. i you know i i like the guys at playlist wars a lot like i beg them to have me on their show all the time because i'm like i want to talk about music um so we've we've added more of that in here, but it's typically yeah, movies, TV shows, and right. music, but nothing's really off the table. If you go far back enough, there's an episode about sex.
1: All right. oh, there's a top five about sex.
0: it is it's actually a very informative and really good discussion with some friends of mine. um and it's top five ways uh, to get somebody in the mood. So it's oh. me and my friend, um and then her husband, who is also my friend. So you get to hear from both sides. And we really, it's just about normalizing, talking about this stuff. Um, Okay. You know, the three of us went to high school together. We went to church together. Some we, you know, grew up in purity culture and it's just something that we're very um, open about speaking about that. You know, people need to be able to talk about this stuff because you can spend 10 years in a marriage, not knowing what to do. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, you've wasted all that time. So anyway, it's a very good episode. It's over two hours, but too much oh, take it in pieces but
1: sounds like a plan i I'll i'm a big uh,
0: social justice warrior too so i like talking about anything that i feel like i can spread awareness and i think that's an important thing because you know mm-hmm. if people want to save themselves from marriage you go for it like i yeah. applaud that choice but that doesn't mean you shouldn't know how your body works know how a partner's body would work know what things you like and what things they might and what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with like you don't have to do them to be educated So. Anyway,
1: valor. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I like this. This sounds good. I'm ready. Yeah, listen to this pretty soon.
0: All right. Um. So tell us about your podcasts. You have three. So I right. will just you go with whichever, however, what order you want to do it in.
1: Okay. Uh. So yes. Yeah, so three of them. So a few years ago, pretty much when COVID really kind of got started, and me and the wife and my four kids were just kind of home, Oof. and we're not going. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. We're stuck in the house. Me and our wife had always talked about starting a podcast. We Mm figure we have pretty interesting conversations. We don't agree on a lot of things, so we just get a microphone. So, like, let's do it. This is the time. We're not going anywhere. So, we created a podcast called Love Is Black. It's a relationship podcast. It's the first season is just us talking about our relationship, how we met, how we deal with stuff, how we argue, all these kind of things. First season, pretty much us. We have a few guests, but it's primarily us. I love that the second scene. Yeah. So the second season, then we're like, you know what? We like good love stories. Second mm-hmm. season is all couples who come on, mm-hmm. tell us how they met, tell us their love story. And then they kind of go through how they dealt with relationships, their ups, their downs. They thought they weren't going to make it pretty much. Every couple has like a story about how they proposed, all this good stuff, love. Mm-hmm. And it's called love is black. So primarily black couples. So it's just gotcha. hearing black love being promoted because it really isn't. So that's, what that's we true. Want. Right. Um, I love that. Season. Yeah. Season three was a combination of that. We had some couples, but we had different topics. So we had a poly couple with us. We had a boudoir mm. photographer with us. We had a bunch of different things to talk about within the black love thing. We had, um, we covered a lot of things. It's a really good. It was, I love this podcast. It's really fun. And then season four, which actually by this recording comes out tomorrow. Season oh, okay. four starts tomorrow. And it's gonna be gonna go back to what we started at the beginning, which is just us talking, just our relationship. And obviously, time has passed since things yeah. have changed, new things are discussed. So that's what we'll do. We'll still have guests, but it's really gonna be us. I think my wife likes that the best when it's just yeah. us back and forth. So we do that.
0: I um, like that. Um, do you do you have like as guests, do you typically do like any kind of like interracial? Relationships, or do you prefer to just? Oh yeah. Keep
1: it- okay. Oh, definitely. Oh no, definitely. So, obviously, I think that's like something life.
0: people should hear about too.
1: Oh, definitely. Oh yeah, we've had. I'm trying to think one, two. I think we had two couples that were interracial, inter- and those were interesting stories too. Because one thing you realize, the only thing that's really different about those relationships is that it's interracial. Love stories, a love mm-hmm. story. Yeah. The co- yeah, the color of the you know the man or the woman. Or, and we had um, two relations, we had two men, we had two women, we had couples of all kinds. And a love story is a love story. So we made a point to recognize black love, even when there's white love as part of it. So yeah, it was fun. That was good to do. So and we it's typically
0: outside influences. Usually if it's, mm-hmm. I mean, not that I can, I mean, I have dated men of other races. I have never dated a black man, uh, not because of, not because of any reason, but um, right. I think once you get into a relationship with somebody, it's only out, outside people typically or outside influences or how you were raised or where you live or stuff that kind of points that stuff out. I mean, if you're in love, you're in love, you know?
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, and
0: yeah,
1: with terrible. that, really, it's in most cases, it's just kind of getting together. I feel like that first time you connect with somebody or when you see somebody you're attracted to, mm-hmm. because for me, a lot of the girls I dated were white to start with. And then eventually it dated black women and then married one. So it just happens. You don't, can you really control who not you're attracted really.
0: to? Right. Not it's really.
1: Not gonna be. Right. So it is what it is. So awesome. yeah, that was fun. So doing that podcast, it was really fun. And I'm like, I think I like this thing. So uh-huh. I decided I wanted to start my own. So there's always, I always see kind of, it's a Steve Harvey thing. It's always women the prize and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I kind of always feel that men are kind of, thrust to the side and we're searching we're chart, you know, we're kind of looking for you and doing all this and we're chasing you. And I'm like, I think men are pretty cool too. Yeah. So I came up with a podcast called Men Are the Prize, which is just, we're cool, but eventually morphed into we've not really been raised to talk about our emotions, our struggles, where rub some dirt on it, keep it moving, kind of keep everything inside type of thing. And I wanted to save space for men to talk. So Very that's cool. what I did. I created that. So the whole first season is completed. Second season that actually comes out this Saturday that starts out and okay. it's just I get different men on and I go through this. The word prize is really the impetus for the podcast. Each letter right. represents something. And I just ask questions and we talk and what's your purpose in life? When did you find that you were resilient? What are you zealous about? What are your expectations? And we go from that. And it's a real conversation. And I've dealt with men who had addictions, who were abused, who had bad relationships. And talking is the key. We, you know, I'm yeah. not a psychiatrist or anything, but it's the talking. Yeah. Being open. That's the key. And I wanted other men to hear that. It's okay to talk about your feelings. Yes. So that's what I, that's why I like it. I do. Um, and I'm like, I'm enjoying that. And then randomly, because mm-hmm. I'm a music or movie or TV or anything that I was following a page called I think it was Bracketology, mm-hmm. and our boy mm-hmm. Freddie was there on Facebook. And on Facebook, yeah, and he's like he he was putting up, and that's another COVID thing. You got time yeah. putting up these brackets, and he was looking for people to do the pod, to do a podcast. And I'm like, I will talk about this stuff all the mm-hmm. time. I don't need a reason, and. Bracket bastards was born, and we have a ball. We're an interesting group. I'm the old person in there. I'm old. I'm 47. I'm older <laughs> than everybody.
0: I'm 43, so. so I'm I'm nipping at your heels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's if you listen to it, I'm always I'm I'm always the separate one because I'm you know, I'm an 80s kid. I love different stuff. While like these kids are like don't even know what I'm talking about in the 80s or some early 90s stuff. So I always bring a different perspective. And being the only black person, I always occasionally can drop some info in there yeah and that's the fun one but i really love podcasts i think it's fun so that's uh what i do do. aside from dealing with my four raggedy children causing
0: congratulations to you guys on surviving covid i hope that you're getting out of the house more and stuff now because shit
1: yeah i can't i can't imagine
0: a house with that many people
1: (laughs) no it was i mean we're in florida now but we lived in new jersey originally so we moved to florida So when COVID really hit, we were stuck in a house in New Jersey. And that's where we started. Then we went to Florida. Weather's nicer. So we're out. We're definitely out. But I also have kids who have electronics who, unless I take them by the hand and throw them outside with me, which sucks. Yeah. But it is what it is. It's my fault. I bought them stuff. Shouldn't have done it. It's what it is.
0: Well, you know, everybody's like, oh, when I have kids, I won't let them, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like... Until you have had a screaming child that you have not gotten to stop screaming, and all you want to do is wash your face, and putting them in front of the TV for 20 minutes will allow mm-hmm. you to do that, you can't mm-hmm. say anything. Like just mm-hmm. be quiet. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Agreed. I'm great. Um, I understand. I understand. You don't. I don't want my child. My daughter is addicted to TikTok. Addicted. Yeah. So she spends her whole day it's summer recess and a summer break, and she's just on TikTok all the time and it's her break but yeah God, pick read something instead but I don't sometimes i just let her be sometimes I'm just like I'm going to take that from you I'm going to hold on to this for <laughs> a while you know
0: so I have been a little bit addicted to TikTok when I when I was off work for covid mm-hmm. I I mean first I was just addicted to scrolling through it and then I started making my own and then I okay. kind of once I went back to work I was like okay I wasn't doing it as much anymore but definitely still just watching and now I've got my husband's more addicted to it than I am okay he didn't want anything to do with it but he just kept hearing me laugh and i kept sending him links and he'd be like what are you laughing at And i'm like dude just get it
1: (laughs) that's what happened to me that's what happened to me i got it because my daughter was on it so much i'm like let me see what she's doing what videos she's watching and such and now okay now i see what all the hype is and based on what you're you know what you're what your likes and stuff I right. right, get good stuff and I'm like, likes interested and i'm going to get it going with the podcast i have to start yeah kind of going out there and just talking to people and see if i can build something but tiktok is dangerous we'll say that yeah definitely
0: <laughs> so i definitely want to check out men are the prize because i'm going to tell you because i haven't listened to it and we haven't talked about it when i first saw your first link about it and this is strictly coming from me as to what i've exposed to what women are going through all this stuff there are so many men with microphones right now that are just saying the most horrible things about women and i see them on tiktok all the time like just like all the misogyny is coming out it's like with the racism like they're saying all the quiet shit out loud now nobody's keeping their mouth shut um Mm -hmm. so all that to say when i saw men are the prize i was like is this going to be like one of those And i was like no harvey can't be like that so I'm very glad to hear you explain it. And I didn't really think that, but man, I did not realize how it's like, you know, the stuff is out there, but now that people feel so emboldened to say whatever they want and people have microphones and TikTok and whatever, it's like some of the stuff I hear, I'm just going, how are there people that really think this shit, but they do. So
1: yeah,
0: I got a little scared for a second and I was like, nah,
1: no. No, not my nature. No, Um, I will say in response, there are definitely a lot of men saying some bad stuff. It's, I will be honest, it's not just men. No.
0: Oh, no, I know. There are
1: a there there are a ton of women and it's nobody saying it is right. I feel like there's some men who just hear some really bad things who feel this way and they kind of respond to it, but we're not responding the right way. To me, I feel like there's this kind of war between men and women in social media, specifically Mm -hmm. black men. And obviously black men and black women, it's very much this, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And just like, Oh, men are this, or, you know, Oh, I am the table. What do you bring to the table? All this crap that comes Mm -hmm. out. And it feels like we should just stop that and just talk. Yeah. And if we did that and got past like the red pill stuff, or, you know, what you bring to the table and, you know, a real man does this, or if you're broke, just say it, all this mm-hmm. crap that comes out as opposed to this is me, this is you. That yeah. is a better conversation. And I think for that to happen, everybody needs to know who they are. And that's yeah. why I do my thing for the men. Men need to be comfortable. And the reason I think it works for me is because I'm a stay-at-home dad. Right. Of four. I don't, Fit the typical man you know picture the stereotype i'm supposed to be out working but well, whatever i'm the complete opposite yeah and i'm fine with it I mean, who cares It's what, what makes you
0: yeah. happy
1: right and i take care of my kids but that's not what makes everyone happy hey i'm hating right. my mom was like what are you doing you're supposed to go work and your wife's supposed to be at home i've got family saying stuff like that so it's yeah. rampant the idea that what i'm doing is not
0: normal right and i'm fine well, so with it. It's interesting for you to say that because I think I agree with what you're saying like about how people are kind of at war with each other on social media but for me personally and for a lot of women I know it's it's us waking up to things that we didn't even know we were conditioned to believe and behave and to think like like we are conditioned to believe that we have to be nice to every single person who talks to us especially a man and so that turns off our you know radar of somebody could you know, I cannot tell you how many times someone has said something so inappropriate or made an advance to me. And I was just like, well, I can't, I can't say anything. Cause then I'm a bitch. And now women are kind of like, you know what? I don't care anymore. Get away from me. I, I'm not here to be nice to you. And not in a way of like, you don't want to be a nice person. Like I'm a nice person. I have been a people pleaser. I've changed that a lot, but I think, you know, It's kind of like how a lot of people like see marriages or relationships as transactional, like, okay, if I'm the husband and I just, as an example, it could be the other way around, obviously, but if I bring home the food, you're going to kick it. And if I pay all the bills, then you're going to have sex with me whenever I want. And, and we're taught to believe that that's how we're supposed to act. And so I think those things are changing and I hope that men change with that, you know, that like what you're doing. I mean, because it, it shouldn't be this expectation of you're the man, you have to do this. And you're the woman, you have to do that. And those, I feel like those expectations, I mean, we could go down a long rabbit hole. I mean, to me, gender is a societal construct where they made up these rules about who should do what based on, you know, their genitalia, like it's stupid.
2: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, I did see a TikTok the other day. I'll send it to you because if you haven't talked about this, it would be good to talk about on your um men podcast and this guy's a really he's a black creator like a lot of content about black people but this was like specifically about men talking about how men aren't really raised to be men they're raised not to be little girls and i was like man i never thought of it like that like like you know that men are raised to hide their feelings and this and that whatever but it's like so many parents spend this time saying don't act like a girl don't cry you know, suck it up, this and that, that they're not even teaching them what it is to be a man or even just a good human. You know, I was like, that's a really interesting take on it. I had never thought about it that way before. So
1: it's a huge thing. And to be a man, while you say a lot of, you know, things and expectations, women are realizing a lot of things. There's a lot of things that men are realizing too. Women shouldn't have to do this. I'm not obligated to have sex with you, blah, 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 whatever. I'm a man. I'm not obligated to pay for every date because we're equal now. I'm not obligated to be the breadwinner. I'm not obligated to do that. And a lot of women grew up in that mindset that this is what I'm going to be. So it's what I think is you're seeing a lot of things and women are waking up, men are waking up too. I'm allowed to be a man I hope and hope so. And, it, and so what I just want it to be, it's a group effort. This is not men need to find mm-hmm. out what's going on and fix it. Everybody does. Because as many yeah. men aren't doing things, aren't doing right, there's women too. Relationships yeah. require both.
2: Yeah, so for it's, sure.
1: So, right. So for me, I'm not talking to women. I'm talking to men. Right. Let's take care of ourselves. We come correct in our relationships. And men can say, listen, I have expectations. This is what I want. I can be a man and want to be the breadwinner. And I want to have a woman at home because that's how I was raised. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Yeah. But there are a lot of women who do like that. We're not, men aren't, raised, we're not allowed to really kind of have those kind of expectations. Honestly, this, this, we're raised, this is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. But maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I don't want to be that guy. And you know, I don't want to be stereotyped. I don't want to be stigmatized as this kind of person. Right. And as long as we're comfortable talking about ourselves, you know, going through you know our self-esteem and our issues because nobody attempts suicide more than men by mm-hmm. far. So you gotta consider there's gotta be a reason why so many men well and are, men do are, most are,
0: of the mass shootings too. So yeah. oh, it,
1: oh no, violence no is just that. a
0: yeah, it's like ingrained yeah. in, in y'all.
1: <laughs> yeah, and mean, um, yeah, oh ingrained, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess but it's time for war and time to fight and nobody's complaining about that then. Right. So it's just so it's like we pick and choose and it's because it's ingrained in us because when we have to defend, we grew up having to defend our families. It was men doing that, wasn't women. When it's war, we don't have this rush of women coming out to do it. They hand men the guns and we go do it. So either it's ingrained or it's just what we're used (laughs) to doing. Yeah. Because we have to. So all that stuff shouldn't be um, shouldn't be, you know men's attributes it should be whoever and yeah. that's what it is i just want men to be comfortable to speak about whatever issues they're going through treat women properly and be treated properly by women yeah and we do them both that's the way that's the best way to go
0: yeah and i think it's just treating people properly you know what exactly I mean? mm-hmm. there i think and another thing i feel like i'm seeing a lot with um And again, obviously I'm seeing a lot more of, of the women's side of these things on TikTok, but that there's a difference between a preference and like an expectation. And and I see a lot of men get, well, I can't say that I don't like a woman who does this or that, or either. And it's like, no, you can say that you can have a preference to say, I want my, I want to be married to someone who stays home or I I want to be married to someone who has blonde hair. Like you can have your preferences, but what you can't do is shame somebody for not having those qualities. Because just because that's not your preference doesn't mean it's not somebody else's. And I, I people get, and that goes all the way around, but I think people get confused about that. You don't have to put someone else down just because, you know, they're not the person that you would necessarily pick. Somebody else is going to pick them. Like,
1: Mm -hmm. I mean- Mm-hmm. I hear so you. I wish people yeah, could we, just like,
0: communicate and be nicer. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I mean, men, we see the same thing. We, I, and obviously, like I said, I see a lot of the men's stuff, but right. I've seen enough videos of women saying that they need that man to be six foot. I need a tall, whatever kind of guy, literally something I can't control. Yeah. That's like something exactly. any man can control. So there's preference and shaming men for not being tall enough. Right. Exactly. That's enough. not okay. So it, right. So it happens everywhere we all have to be better. it's yeah. just something we all have to work on preferences like it's okay to have
0: preferences you just right, you know, right. Yeah. don't go out there making fun of short guys just because you don't exactly. like it doesn't mean somebody else won't i mean mm-hmm. i dated a guy shorter than me i loved him he was amazing like mm-hmm. it was it at first i was kind of like oh god i don't know if i can date someone shorter than me but then it, it didn't eventually matter but even if it did i never would have been like i can't go out with you you're too short like that's a dick move don't do that to somebody it's not their fault.
1: Right. I hear that. I heard that a lot. I'm a mere five, six. So I'm not the, you know, so I was below average, you know, so it's something that we men hear a lot too, but we're all, I think that's the point that we're at. We're in a part of life and times where we can work on each other, work on ourselves and be better. You know, that's what we have to keep trying to do.
0: Well, and if we don't all start coming together, we're all screwed unless you're oh, yeah. old white and rich we're all done so oh, we need to we start like
2: uh-huh.
0: banding together and you know mm-hmm. i'm loving seeing all these men being like supporting women right now about the stuff that's going on because it's like so many people could easily say that didn't affect me well actually it probably will you just don't know it yet but it's a domino effect it's not just one thing and we all need to be paying attention
1: so ma'am no doubt so, yeah Definitely. well that
0: Definitely. was a long tangent sorry i, I was <laughs> i'm gonna go listen no to the show though i'm interested nope. i and appreciate it yeah i am always down to talk about the hard stuff and i've probably lost followers recently between twitter and stuff i've said but i don't care anymore there's there's disagreeing on things and not liking someone's politics or opinions but if you're gonna disagree with me on basic human rights and you know stuff like that i don't want you in
1: my life and you're definitely listening to the wrong show if you you know agreed so, yeah that yeah I, I don't know i listen to i listen to, podcasts get, to get famous for, yeah <laughs> i listen to podcasts for the for the excuse me for the entertainment or whatever but i can't believe whatever you want honestly yeah. as long as you're not taking me down right i don't have a problem with it yeah. so do what you will
0: well i'll try not to
1: <laughs>
0: um well what are you what are you drinking tonight
1: uh i decided you know since we're discussing my favorite subject i should bring out my favorite drink so i brought out the tennessee moonshine Whew. so i'm drinking this i guess would be called the hard stuff
0: yes yeah i i it's would say Quite so, tasty
1: yeah. apple pie flavored tennessee moonshine very tasty
0: yeah that that does sound that sounds hard
1: you know what you need
0: for that glass? You need. Um, do you have like the big, like the round ball? Oh yeah, of, like ice- it's already it's already melted. Oh okay. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah.
0: It was so funny. I My know. husband and I got each other. Um, sorry, he had suddenly gotten into old fashions. Our friend in ordered this oh, kit online. Love I made this love perfect. A good old Old fashioned. And so one year we were talking about it and I was saying how I wanted bigger ice cubes or something. Christmas morning, we both got each other the exact same, the plastic thing with the rubber top that makes the ball. I was like, Uh now we have four.
1: Okay. That's cool. I like those. I, those are nice. And I have the whiskey rocks too, which I think mm-hmm. are interesting. So when I'm drinking, you know, just some Jack or something yeah. or yeah, it's always nice to put in there, but you know, it's always nice to see a good looking drink. So the yeah. ball is pretty interesting also. Yeah,
0: yeah. We have the cubes too. And I can't remember the website, but our friend, he's super bougie more than me, which is saying a lot, but he ordered these kits online. Um, one was some kind of tequila drink and it came with like a, a, freeze-dried flour and an orange slice and like and I don't wow. like tequila but it was good and then the okay. old-fashioned one came with like it was super fancy this big cinnamon stick or something or maybe not cinnamon okay stick. I can't mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. but you can buy most of it online I bought the little brown sugar cubes on Amazon and other stuff so anyway
1: okay wow all right so yeah got stuff to look up
0: uh, I am just drinking some wine I've got Barefoot Sauvignon Blanc it's Uh, heat index 110 degrees here today so i needed something cold Mm. in my life
1: Mm, Um, it's it's super hot here in florida so yes
0: yeah it's Um, Mm -hmm. every day for the next seven days is over 100 in texas or in in dfw so okay god i hate here anyway (laughs) so it's like i need something cold in my life okay so we are here to do a top five i have not the reddit guy is going to kill me I, have, I I have to tell you that story. Um, I'd had somebody reach out to me. It's like, hey, I could listen to your podcast and give you some feedback. And it was when I had just started and whatever. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And he was really positive, but he was like, you take too long to get to the point. There's too much <laughs> chit chat. There's there's mm-hmm. too much, um, as we call it, witty banter. And so mm-hmm. whenever we whenever we go on too long, we I was like, Reddit guy's going to kill us. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Um, but we are doing top five TV couples. And before we get to that, we're going to do some libs. So Yay. I hope you're ready. Um, yes, ma'am. let's see, where's my thing at? So I, I did not have this couple on my list. I don't know if you do, you don't have to tell me yet, but the website that I listed, um, or that I used has a limited amount of stuff I can choose from. So I picked okay. a TV show one and it is the flintstones theme so okay. we're going to we're going to rewrite the theme to the flintstones i hope you're ready let's do it okay i'm going to let you start give me a noun
1: a noun how about a bicycle
0: okay okay this one's an adjective if you've listened enough you know it has to be certifiably fuckable okay a city
1: city athens
0: okay A noun for me i'm gonna say mm, trifle
2: okay a verb
1: violated
0: okay Hmm. Another noun. Let's say octopus. Name of a person.
1: Name of a person.
0: Well, it says person in room, but since we're both in rooms alone, I say just pick a, a famous person or a person you like or oh a famous a random person.
1: name. Uh, okay, full name, first and last. Sure. Okay. How about? um Winston Churchill
2: good one
0: a number I'm gonna say 17 okay a silly word a
1: silly word (laughs) shenanigans
0: good one And then a silly word for me, I'm going to say falafel. Nice. (laughs) Okay, a noun.
1: A noun. Noun. Um, uh, Why? There's millions. Um,
0: I know, right?
1: uh, Chair.
0: Okay, it's hard when you're on the spot.
1: I know, I should have been better than that.
0: Um, and last one's an adjective. I'm going to say saucy. Saucy.
2: (laughs) Okay.
0: Sorry, I had to cough real quick. All right, here we go. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) Uh, flint bicycle meet the flint bicycle they're a modern certifiably fuckable family <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean okay they got yeah. that going for them. Mm-hmm. from the town of athens they're a trifle right out of history let's violate with the family down the octopus through the courtesy of winston churchill's 17 feet <laughs> when you're with the flint bicycle you'll have a shenanigans falafel new chair whoa what
2: a falafel
0: do chair you'll have a saucy old chair <laughs> <laughs> okay good one good that one. was I, fun i it would have been better if i sang it but i can't <laughs> okay so top five tv couples when i say that my list was long
1: i believe you i <laughs> believe you hmm
0: so before we go into, cause i um, uh, we'll, I'm going to ask you how many you think we'll have in common. I will preface it by saying that I limited my top five to sitcoms. Okay. I did do a separate quick top five that I could read off at the end of dramatic shows or, you know, whatever, but um, I, I just couldn't narrow this down to five. So I had to, I had to filter it. So mine are all okay. sitcom couples. If that helps. you.
2: Okay.
1: Okay.
0: So. How many do you think we're gonna have in common?
1: I think I think we're gonna have one in common.
0: Okay. I'm gonna safely say one as well. I don't know which one, but there's a couple that I feel like should overlap. Um, and then you're we're gonna introduce them with quotes as Yay. well, correct?
1: Oh yeah. So are we gonna like hear them or do we bring them up or like how do we do it? I don't know. I guess because I listened to all your past episodes but if I I'll find quotes if we need to oh no no, I thought that's
0: what you said but if if not don't worry about it yeah I I might have misread your your message so no worries okay well I'm gonna let you start with your number five who do you got
1: all right so like I mentioned huge 80s kid I love 80s television grew up in my my opinion best music best movies tv mm-hmm. theme songs all that fun stuff my number 5 couple is from a show called Anything But Love and that was with Jamie Lee Curtis and Richard Lewis and they were Hannah and Marty they worked at this i think it was like this publishing and i think Marty was a um was like a reporter and she was just working there and the show only ran like a few seasons But I loved the show. They had such a great connection. They were so much fun together. I loved it. I loved the theme. If you know Richard Lewis, it's him, just neurotic all (laughs) that And then she's like the complete opposite. Um, I loved that show. And I thought they had chemistry. And I think chemistry is so important with these shows. Because you can write all you want. But if you don't feel like they like each other, it doesn't work. Which is ironic because my number one. Uh-huh. my number one couple they hated each other but they had amazing chemistry to me but for me anything but love uh-huh. and Marty. yeah that's my non pride i loved that show oh it was so much fun
0: okay i don't know that one i'm kind of i'm gonna yeah. have to check that out i'm kind of bummed out oh, yeah. about that nah. okay yeah uh, mm-hmm. good one how was that like early 80s or
1: um i'm gonna say i don't know maybe 84 85 maybe something like that i feel like an abc show okay uh oh my god another couple just came to mind oh my god this is a problem (laughs) this is a problem
0: (laughs) i'm telling you it is like i it's and i know i missed some but i mean Mm -hmm. my whole piece of paper was full so Mm -hmm. yeah okay good one um So my number five, I have no idea if you'll have this one. If you even watch the show, it is not an eighties pick. Um, mm-hmm. It is actually the most recent pick on my list, and the only okay. reason they're number five is the show only lasted two seasons, which I'm still super pissed off about. Um,
2: okay,
0: if the show had lasted longer; they honestly probably would have made it farther up the list. But it is Joel and Sheila Hammond from Santa Clarita Diet. Never saw it. Never okay. saw it at all. So, it's Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant, and um, basically, they're this, you know, suburban couple, and she becomes a zombie. She becomes undead, um, because she gets infected by something. Like, nobody bites her. She gets infected by, like, some... Well, I don't want to ruin it for people that haven't seen it, but they're... I mean, it's definitely writing. Like, the jokes are really good, but it's also their delivery and their chemistry with each other, Um, all of it is just like they're this amazing just they have each other's backs they're funny they you know love each other they flirt and um it's a really really smart comedy but also really like endearing so if you don't get grossed out too easily i would definitely recommend checking it out um because some of her kills are pretty gross but where can you watch it netflix
1: netflix oh cool okay
0: Netflix did us dirty with this one because they uh, they leave season two on a pretty big cliffhanger and then just didn't renew it. And oh, because they so said
2: cool.
0: viewership was down. And yeah. I'm like, everybody I talk to loves the show. And you could have at least afforded to make a two hour movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last two episodes of Stranger Things are three and a half hours long combined. Wow. Like,
1: yeah, oh or more than that. I have to, I have to watch. I'm so ready for the second half.
0: It's I'm so preparing good.
1: myself. I'm sure it is. That first half was amazing, and yeah. it's been out. I'm like, I'm ready to. I'm like, I'm ready to watch, but I don't want to watch and then have to stop because these kids will wait yeah. for me to press play, and then they're going to want lunch. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to wait. So that's that's the mission. Maybe an episode tonight to get started.
0: But. Yeah the the first one's like I think like almost an hour and a half, a little bit less, and then the other one's two and a half hours. So it is I'm down i'm down but oh man it's good it's so good such Um, a good show yeah i love it and Mm -hmm. but anyway yeah netflix really made me mad with this one because i feel like they owe me but i would still check it out it's 30 minute episodes they are easy to get through it is not suitable for children so do not watch it with your kids
1: (laughs) sounds like a plan
0: (laughs) all right what's your number four
1: number four is an interesting segue because we're talking about stranger things and my guys from this show my favorite like tv couple i'm thinking 90s and such uh-huh. i absolutely loved mad about you i, I loved, did too. i loved paul and jamie they yep. were the most fun couple uh-huh. it, it they were their chemistry was the best because those two yeah. really connected. Two actors, they worked well together. He wrote the show. She eventually started writing with them. They directed mm-hmm. together. They were phenomenal and they were believable. Like I, if mm-hmm. they were, a couple, I didn't believe it. They're probably, yeah. yeah. The rest of the couples that come up, I, they were probably the most believable to me. But gotcha. I love Mad About You. I've watched that over and over again. I have the box set. I don't know if you can even find it anymore i I probably just, not yeah, I, I loved it it was it was so good and so completely underrated, so I agree oh' they really like these sitcoms and stuff, but it was the, they were this they were pretty much it, and then you bring in these other you know family members and whatever, but it was these two working well off each other, I loved it, mm-hmm. so that's it, so yeah, that's my I favorite. love that
0: um they were on my long list, they did not make my top five, but um i haven't seen that show in so long but there is one thing i remember from it that i still will like like i've kind of told my husband this is like my way to
1: toilet paper is that the thing you're talking
0: about oh i thought (laughs) that's what it was (laughs) i can't even remember anything else about the episode except that they are talking about going to have sex and they use the word cake as like a euphemism like Oh, i can't remember God. what it was they were talking about cake and then they like you know segued into so it was like they're you know oh we're mm-hmm. gonna have sex uh, i wanna eat some cake <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember any other context but i just i love that so sometimes i'll be like hey you want to go eat some cake
1: <laughs> they had an episode that's i remember that one now i'm thinking about it because i've watched the show so many times i'm trying to imagine what season and episode it was but what i thought you were talking about is there's a whole A good cold open for shows are always great. And one of them is just her coming out of the bedroom and she brings toilet paper out and she just unrolls it and shows him this is how you roll toilet paper. And (laughs) it's hilarious because she doesn't even say anything. She comes out, shows him, this is what you do. And then she just leaves. And it's brilliant. (laughs) It's brilliant. And then like years later, they bring it back because obviously later on she has a child. Right. They have a baby and then he goes into the bathroom and then he comes out and he's like and he shows her, but she's like, um, I had your baby, whatever. And it's like it right? ruins
0: it
3: all because you can't
1: do anything. I I just uh oh, I loved it. It was one of my favorite shows.
0: I want to rewatch it. I've actually thought about that over the past couple of years and I just haven't done it, but no, I'm with you. It was a very I think it did well at the time, but since then it has been very yeah. underrated. Like, oh yeah, people mm-hmm. don't go back and rewatch it as much as like, you know the office or Seinfeld or even Frasier right. friends, right. like, and, and I loved Frasier too, but um okay. one of my
1: favorite shows, one of my favorite yeah, shows.
0: Mine too. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good one. Mm-hmm. So my number four is one I think you could possibly have. Um, But maybe, maybe not. We're going to see. It is Phil and Claire Dunphy from modern family. No. I love them because they remind me a lot of me and my husband. Um, Only we are kind of switched. Um, I did write down a quote from this, but he says, Claire's a perfectionist, which sometimes is a good thing. Like when it comes to picking a husband. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the time he's like, marry someone who looks sexy while disappointed. (laughs) I just Phil Dunphy is one of my favorite TV characters of all time, and there's there's this episode, and it's not them; it's actually Cam um, that says, but he's talking about in relationships how he's like basically in the world. There's realers and there's dream, realists and dreamers, and you would mm-hmm. think the realists would find the realists and the dreamers would find the dreamers, but usually the opposite is true, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how my relationship is. So, and that's kind of how Phil and Claire are. One person is like, okay. I'm the black and white person. This is how things are supposed to work. This is how life goes. And then you have somebody who's kind of like hopeful and naive and believes things can always be better and as silly and just sees the good in people. And that's kind of like me. So um, I don't know. They're just super cute. Did you watch it at all or not really? I
1: I have to say I will. I've wanted to watch it. I didn't watch it during its original run, but I've seen clips and stuff and I find the writing, I found it really interesting. And I think I'm going to definitely give it a shot. I will say, and this is probably not right, but watching it, when I, and this couple, I know who you speak of. And when I saw them, it reminded me of kind of the typical hot girl, so so husband thing that happened in comedies for a while. And I haven't watched so, yeah. so I don't know. But I always hated that. I always so like everybody loves Raymond. That was the same thing. Yeah, or the King of Queens, or all these shows where it's like some chubby guy. Or I forgot. The I don't one know because
0: I, I find Phil very attractive. So attractive. <laughs> I don't know, but
1: <laughs> but I'm like I don't know. That kind of bugs me. But what it looks like is that it looks like it's really, really funny. And it really is. I would. And I believe it. I would and definitely
0: heartwarming and. There's just a lot of different dynamics, like how they got an ensemble of this size together and to not make any one person the main character is mm. difficult. I mean, you just don't see that, you know, That's even awesome. with like Friends in Seinfeld and How I Met Your Mother, like even a group of that size was hard to do that with. This group's like twice that size because it's an entire family. It's, you know, a husband and wife and their three kids. Another mm-hmm. husband and wife who is the dad of two of the other ones, and his new wife and her kid, and then the the male couple and their adopted baby, and they're all spectacular. So I, I would it, recommend that, it for sure.
1: I, it requires good writing to do something like that where they yeah. And I feel like I, I, um, Sophia Vergara, she's on mm-hmm. there. Like I felt like she wasn't like the breakout star. I mean, maybe people didn't expect her to have those kind of comedy chops to be able to do yeah. that. But it's clear, I feel like everybody on there because for me, the fact that the fact that the dad is able to be known not just as Al from right. for married with children and to be, to people will see him and see modern family. It says right. a lot that they're able to write that. He's so renowned for being yeah. Al Bundy to then be able to play this part. And I've seen that one scene. He's talking about being, you know, about his dad and everything. That's mm-hmm. he's he's always had that really great acting. He always mm-hmm. he didn't get to do that when he was doing that with children. But yeah, to have a cast like that, you've got your comedy, but you've got your realism. It's definitely something. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of heartfelt stuff, and they and they are able to lighten it up. But there there are definitely some scenes that made me cry, and just you know, like you know, it's real family stuff. I mean, obviously it's like every other, you can't work everything out in 30 minutes, but right, right. I, I mean, I just, I like the, you know, you've got a lot of different dynamics, the older dad with the super younger hot wife, like that's your typical, like old dude, you know, trophy wife, but really she's not a trophy wife. Like she is this powerful woman. Um, mm. And then you've got, you know, the gay couple and then they're, they've adopted a baby from overseas. So you're, introducing all these different like you know societal things that people see and talk about and they're all put together and it's really cool so
1: did you ever watch the show parenthood
0: i did i didn't finish it but i did watch it
1: because that's the vibe that i got i felt like modern family was the comedy version of parenthood parenthood was a movie that I absolutely love because I love Steve. I love that movie. And I love that movie to then take it and do the show with it. Mm -hmm. And then I see modern family and I feel like it's the same thing, but now we got a live track and I don't know if they had a live track with it, but I'm like, that's
0: the same kind of idea.
1: And I, and I, I I love that. This it's funny. It's serious, but you just have to pick it up for yourself, but I'm definitely going to watch that.
0: Yeah, you you definitely should. Um, Okay. Well, so then we are to number three. What do you have?
1: Ah, number three. Oh, I love this. This is this. I think is when I was coming up with this list, I felt like I'm not. In, I'm black. I love to see black love on TV. Mm-hmm. But for the couples that I came up, that I and ended up coming up with, I only have one black couple on my list, and I'm like, this sucks. But when I think about couples that I love, it had to be, it's Dwayne and Whitley from a different world. I yeah. absolutely loved it. And I honestly, I kind of, sh- I debated Heathcliff and Claire, but I'm like, I'm not going to put them on there. And cause I, I aside, yeah, I I'm had the same issue. Yeah. He, I mean, and to be honest, that's, they're on my, they're on my, you know, honorable mentions because yeah. aside from the, foolishness that Bill Cosby is the just a criminal that he yeah. is that couple was like the first yeah. black couple that wasn't like from the hood because I grew up right. in good times I grew up in all this stuff they were an affluent black couple mm-hmm. doctor lawyer doing great things I'm like I love that couple and it was like they yeah. represented what we can be but for me different world was better because one mm-hmm. I had a massive crush on Lisa Bonet right So first season she was there then we she left <laughs> Yeah, and then she and then, but then they did a great job. She's there, then she's like, I'm not doing it. And they had to reshuffle. And they made a phenomenal couple out of those two. They went with their ups and downs. Mm-hmm. He's bad, and she's bad. Then they get together. And to do it and not jump the shark when they finally get together is mm-hmm. a phenomenal thing because that's, that's hard. hard. That's yeah. hard because every one of these shows, once you you got to keep them apart for as long as possible, of course, once you put them together then what do you do and sadly that's effectively what happened to my number one couple but i love them so they were yeah they were black couple yeah so they they were black couple they were in college when do you see black people in college it was just all these little things that they showed and they got together and they had they had their issues with their backgrounds and they had all these she's rich she's not all these things but when they finally got together it was a moment. That people remember that scene at the wedding and it's like all Ugh. this great stuff. So good, yeah. so good, and I and as big of a crush I had on Lisa Bonet, it was twice as bad when it was Whitley Gilbert. Good God, I love Whitley Gilbert so that was easy for me. So it was such yes. a good show. Oh, so well done, so well done. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and I I had that problem too actually, and because like all my long list I definitely have a lot of black couples and then I have um even uh George Lopez and his wife because I loved the George Lopez show like that I just thought it was so good and for some reason it, mine kind of went the same way yours did and I don't know if it's just because it's just I don't know I, I don't know how to explain it because I definitely watched I mean you know Martin and Gina are on my list like on my long list and um michael and what's my wife and kids i freaking love my wife and kids like i've watched it so many times but yeah i know um i i only have one black couple on my list as well so and yeah the huxtables would have been on mine if not for i just didn't want to pull up that thread but i am totally with you and and Mm -hmm. i've talked about that on the show before actually so i get it um i did not have those two on my list But it's interesting. You were talking about, you know, keeping them apart for as long as possible. What do you do after they get together? Because my number three and my number two are ones that well, actually really only my number two, because my number three wasn't, it was, it's a surprise one. But once they get together, you're like, are they going to break up? And when they don't, the rest of their relationship is just, it just makes the show better. My number two is one where it's like they were apart 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 and then they're together and it's like is it going to ruin it no it really didn't so there are definitely times when that can happen um so my number three is monica and chandler from friends okay and that was you know a very unexpected romance and i you know i It's interesting that the writers wrote it as like a one night thing. And then people liked it so much that we get this amazing couple, you know, out of the two of them. And um, one of my one of my favorite I again, I wrote a quote, but this is one of my things I say all the time. There's this episode where have you seen Friends very much? All of it. Okay, so, you know, the episode where Phoebe finds the guy she thinks is Monica's soulmate. The, the cheese guy. And they're talking about building a house out of cheese. Or, I, I don't know anyway. And so Chandler's all threatened by him. He's like, well, you know, you found your soulmate. So I guess I'll just leave now. And she's like, I don't believe in soulmates. And he was like, really? And she was like, yeah, I don't think there's one perfect person for everybody. You fall in love with somebody and you work hard at it. And that's mm-hmm. how I feel too. So I was like, oh, I like that. Cause Monica seems like the kind of person that would believe in soulmates. <laughs> but. I just love them. They're funny, they're cute. They, you know. I'm a lot like Monica, so I'm a perfectionist and so, you know, I I get all that, but they were surprisingly my favorite couple from that show. Um That's
1: what I was going to say. That's interesting. So, but I have so. my
0: reasons and I will have to talk about it when we're done because Casey is extremely upset at me. He he <laughs> sent me his list cuz he couldn't end up being here but right. Ross and Rachel are his number one and he's revoking my friend card for not having them. Yeah. I have my oh. reasons. So we'll get to it in case you have them. I don't want to,
2: no, you don't worry no, about it. Okay. Not at all. Then I'll just say oh. it now.
0: Um, I love Ross and Rachel. I watching the show, appreciating it for what it is and how their story turned out. I love it. I appreciate it. I watch friends. I've seen it more than I've seen anything ever, but, objectively looking at it their relationship is super problematic and i feel like i know it was for tv and i know it was for suspense or this or that or whatever but i i don't know a lot of times they were just both so toxic that i'm like looking at it now i'm like man if that show were happening now nobody would support that relationship ross was clingy and needy and obsessive and jealous and you know, Rachel was just kind of flaky and, you know, they were just so mean to each other when they weren't together. And it was just like, you know, I love them. I'm happy they ended up together, but I think Monica and Chandler are a better couple. So.
1: I can tell you, I mean, I watched the majority of friends and I've always had two issues with friends. One, they were, I'm a New Yorker by nature. Oh, okay. And I was, I was, I grew up in New York, went to high school in Long Island, whatever, and eventually moved to Jersey, not for, it, to do a show in the heart of New York City, and for me not to see me made no mm-hmm. fucking sense. I agree. So immediately I had a problem with that. It was not believable. Two, that apartment would have been like 4,000 dollars in New York. Right. How would you live in there? So right. that made no sense. My real, uh, the people who came up with friends are the people who came up with living single. Living single was what that show start what it was supposed to be. Right. Living single first, then friends later. It was if you look at it, it's essentially the same idea. Uh-huh. One of them blew up, or one didn't really. For me, I I always found that relationship. I'm bad with this. My wife says it all the time that when I watch TV, because I'm a male, I have this male's views of things. <laughs> and they built up Ross as this guy who was in love with Rachel from the beginning. High school, mm-hmm. the whole prom thing, all this stuff. He finally gets the girl that he's been pining after for years and then cheats on her? No. No. That yeah. is dumb. That is dumb. My problem yeah. that I've always had I love TV and I've always had a problem with the fact that the e- people who write TV write TV easy. Mm-hmm. It's easy to just have a guy cheat because that's what men do. It's a simple way to go. It, which is why Mad About You was something that I love because right. all didn't cheat. It was actually Jamie to do something different. Right. But I'm like, that, once they did that, I'm like, I'm done. Nobody was more, and you said he was clingy and whatever, but, and definitely, but nobody was more hooked in love mm-hmm. than he He would not do that. That no. doesn't make sense. You don't build that yeah. up. The prom video, which in my opinion is maybe. I have a really random idea that I think every show, no matter how bad it is, has one really, really good episode. I think any show has done one phenomenal. And to me, that's, that's the one. To yeah. me, that one. It is brilliant. It's it's emotional. It's everything. And they did it right because then they get together. But then like two episodes later, they're not. Like they spread it out well. I couldn't find. I didn't believe that. I didn't believe that at all. They were going to get together, whatever They got kind of choppy we need to find a way to get them together let's just have them sleep with each other and have a kid like we're just all over the place i did i didn't understand what they were doing so my issue was that it was a cheap knockoff of living single which i found that i thought was better yeah but
0: and i you know the the even because my husband argues with me all the time they were on a break he didn't cheat on her i'm like okay In my mind, he cheated. They had a fight. They did not settle anything. They did not say, we are taking a break or we're breaking up. It was left unfinished. So they're still together. But let's just say they were. Like, let's just say, okay, we're going to agree to take a break. And two hours later, he's fucking someone else. He didn't love Rachel. I don't care how heartbroken he was. I don't care how drunk he was. And that's not Ross. That's the other thing.
1: Exactly. That's there are plenty of men who
0: would have done what Ross did. There are plenty Mm -hmm. of men who would have done what Ross did. Ross wouldn't have done what they made Ross do.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. I'm with
1: that. Joe would have done that. Right. Easily Ross would. Ross was, in my opinion, would have been the would have been the spine, the backbone of that relationship. Because he was the one. He was in all the way. Yeah. I don't know. The most underappreciated character on that show because I feel like they started with him, him being married and then losing his wife because she's a lesbian and then essentially kind of not having his child. I feel like there's a lot that yeah. they could have done with that, but they didn't run with it. They kind of he he was probably the most multifaceted character on that show. But eventually he's just pining on after Rachel and then he's neurotic yeah. like Monica type of thing. And there was so much more that they could have done.
0: Yeah, because but- they had him do some real yeah. things like okay the, the prom video after that was actually when they did officially get together but they had the thing before where they kissed in the coffee house and then he broke up with julie and then he he's trying to figure out what to do and right. he makes that list about her like right. oh okay last night you just made out with the girl you have loved for like 10 years and you're right. gonna sit there and go well she's just a waitress and her ankles are kind of chubby and 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 when she, I will say this is one of the moments in the show that really did make me cry when she said, you know, imagine the worst things you think about yourself and then to realize the person you love not only thinks those things too, but uses those as reasons not to be with you because that's like all the insecurity things that you have about yourself. You never want the person who loves you to think those things too, like, Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, man, which I know they had to do that for drama. But again, I just don't feel like that was Ross. I
1: don't They did it because in the end, it's a TV show. And it's what every show is. You can't keep them together. Yeah. If they're together after the first season, Um, what am I right. watching for? So there's different ways. They and that wouldn't have worked with them. Right. They could have. There was different ways of keeping them. Of them being together, but something said nobody had to cheat. Something could happen. Maybe she gets that job in Paris at the first season, and she goes. You there's things that you could have done, but it's easy to just make the guy out to be the ass because they did that too. They did that to him twice. Have him cheat and then have him write that list. Would Ross, who was in love with her since high school, write a list about the stuff to not be with her? He would drop whoever he was. Uh To me, to me, Ross. Is adjacent to Niles Crane. Yeah, he I agree. Is with, he is with his wife, but the woman he wants finally wants him. Whoever he's with will be damned. And yeah. I'm gonna get with you. And he would not just write some list to decide to stay with his wife or stay with yeah. stay with yeah. That's that's not it. So that's stuff like that disappoints me because they could have done better. Yeah. And it's easy to make a guy look like an ass to keep a show going. Right. And that's not it. He was neurotic, but he damn sure was in love with that girl.
0: He wouldn't have been like her ankles are chubby. He would have been like, "I want her ankles wrapped around my face." Like <laughs> exactly.
1: Or I love her ankles. I love the. Yeah. I loved ankles from the beginning. Uh, I loved her ankles when she came to visit you at the house. Whatever. Yeah. It's
0: it didn't make sense. It was and really for it me. Sad. It was the just a waitress thing. That was what really hurt me because it's like if you love her. And and you're talking about how proud of her you are for coming to New York and starting her life from scratch. Why are you criticizing her for having a job? She could just not have a job and be like, hey, Ross, date me and pay for all my shit. Like, yeah, she's a waitress, but at least she's doing something. And you're acting like you're better than her because you're a paleontologist. Like,
2: That's you why it's I not believable. It.
0: Yeah. That's... And the yeah, Harris thing really bugged me.
1: You know, he never said that about Joey because Joey was a waiter for there for a little while, yeah. right? Had they carried that on or something? There's a little plot you could have done, but it's not believable. Right. It's not believable. He's clingy. He's whatever, but he's a man in love. And You get a man in love. When a man is in love, we're different. Yeah. We'll do we'll see anything. So it doesn't fit that he would see yeah. this. And he wouldn't need a list. Julie was cool, but she wasn't It Rachel. wasn't Rachel, like he said. That's, and, that's it. and that's all that matters. So all of that really threw me off. And he, I don't know. And to be honest, the show had its funny moments, but I didn't find it really that funny. I found such, there was such holes in it that I find it hard to like watch it previously. So
0: I can see why you feel that way. And I definitely understand the no diversity because yeah, even though it's the 90s and I've never lived in New York, I feel like that's still not representative of what New York was. Not at all, And they still really introduced very few any characters i mean when they had aisha tyler i was glad that they had her and that she was educated and confident and smart and and i actually kind of liked her with ross like but other than that you just didn't get you know a lot of that and and the paris thing really bugged me i feel like as much as ross loved rachel he would not have wanted her to give up that kind of an opportunity
2: right right
0: and and oh my god he was always so insecure about mark like dude get over it Mm -hmm. But yeah, the- you
1: know what I found I was kind of. T- I'm sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to. No, no,
0: no, you're it. good.
1: I was talking to the bracket bastard. I was. We were on our message board, and we were just kind of talking about stuff. And we kind of got into talking about diversity with TV and movies and such. And Aisha Tyler fits into something that I've always been annoyed with: a show instead of having a black cast we'll just have one black person, but they'll be a big time black person. So I don't have four or five black people, but I'll have one and they'll be the judge or yeah. they will be the mayor or they will be somebody important. So not that I'm, she, they could have introduced her as a waitress at the coffee shop that they go to every freaking day. But instead you bring her in as somebody that Ross meets, works with whatever. And I'm like, diversity means that you're sitting in the middle of New York yeah not too far away from brooklyn and black people they didn't even have them walking by they would have scenes and they're on the street oh, I know. are you serious there's no black people where are you what part of new york yeah. are you at so it, it, it never i never understood that just i liked her but if that's the way you really see new york then just don't have any black people at all and just leave it alone i feel like yeah. they probably at some point somebody was like listen We need to have some darkness on this show because now what the hell's going on? We got to do something. Bring a black girl into the show. find a pretty comedian. She can act, whatever. We'll bring her in. It just didn't fit. She felt so out of place. So out of place. And then to have her leave him for Greg Kinnear, then bring a white guy to take her. Like, really? (laughs) Like, you make no sense. So it was really ridiculous. Yeah,
0: I I agree with you. And yeah, again, now that show would not hold up, but I will still say it's probably my favorite show of all time. Just because I yeah, it really is. Okay. Okay, I you know I don't know. It just it has a special place in my heart. And and coming from what you're saying, like I I definitely understand that, and I would never begrudge anybody for that because I can't imagine even when I watch like okay, I just got done watching Bel Air. Okay pretty much everybody which rightfully so because it's the same as you know Fresh Prince it's like everybody on the show is black and to me I I don't really care like to me I'm like okay everybody's black that's cool but I don't I don't think of it that way but if I could see how like if I was black and I was watching a show every single show was all white people how exhausting and annoying that would be like And I, it would be hard to like something if you never saw yourself so Mm -hmm. I I can't I obviously don't I can't identify with that but I definitely understand it and I would never be mad about anybody being mad about that because that's annoying.
1: It's interesting because I've been thinking about this dealing with the bracket best because they're younger. So I have these issues and I'm the only black person. So kind of slowly kind of leaking things to them when we talk about stuff. And I was trying to find a way to compare it. And the best way that I can compare diversity is as a woman, you watch movies. And for the longest time, and it still goes on now, movies are damsel in distress. Big, strong guy comes in, saves the day. So you were represented, but you're represented as this weak. I can't take care of myself. I need this man to come and t- sit, take care of me. It's the rom-com thing. It's right. you can like, you can really, there's a whole list of what you can do. And I'm like, that's, it's close to that. The only thing different there were black people, we weren't even in the movies. right? So we weren't represented at all. At least with white women, you were there, but you were just demeaned, but we weren't even in them. And right. then when we were like horror movies. We were there. We got killed <laughs> during the credits. Like we weren't even really in them. So I'm like, that's, that's the only thing you can't understand is that you're so used to seeing movies where you're just the only people there. That's yeah. kind of hard to kind of comprehend what I mean when I'm like, why couldn't the friend or like one of the leads be a black person? Why, right. why, why was I the guy pumping your gas at the gas station? Why? Right. And that's it. There's just when, you, and it's not, it's something you have to recognize when it's, but you won't because it's not something you think about. You're right. in it. You see everything. But when you're, when you're a black man or a black right. woman and you're like, I'm not there. What's going on? So it is what it is.
0: Yeah. Oh, I remember when Black Panther came out and I think they said, oh God, I cannot remember who did this. Maybe it was Kendrick Lamar or maybe it was Jay-Z. I don't know. I think it was Jay-Z somebody anyway rented out an entire theater and brought all black kids to come watch the movie and paid for it and Mm -hmm. i was telling my husband about it and um he was like and i swear to god it's not because he's like anything anything he just goes well why why is that why is that such a big deal you know and i was like because you grew up watching superman and spider-man and aquaman and thor and all of these characters that looked exactly like you just like i grew up i mean yeah i saw wonder woman like on the tv show but and so this is how i explained it to him i have never once gone to a superhero movie and seen myself none of these kids black kids that have grown up you know they're always dressing up as superman or whoever they've never gone to a movie and saw someone that looked like them it's a huge fucking deal it is like Mm -hmm. a big big deal and he Mm -hmm. was like oh i never thought of it that way and i'm like i know you don't because it's just it's
1: what you're used to. Why Why would you think that? And, and that's what it is. So we can't get upset about that because it's not this conscious effort to be racist or whatever. You're just living a life where you're represented. You're everywhere. Black Panther yeah. was a huge deal. Right. Even just being in the Avengers, even before they branched them off and made right. and did a movie to see a black film that wasn't like black exploitation. So it wasn't Foxy Brown. It wasn't some. It was a serious film that was phenomenal, that took into account our culture, all these things. It's a beautiful thing to see. And to me, I remember seeing that. And the last movie that gave me that feeling was Malcolm X. I remember seeing that because Spike Lee and going into the theater. And I saw that with my dad. And it's like, obviously there's white people in that movie, but the central figure is a black man, right? And what he's going through, and I'm like, it's. And I was it's talking this powerful. about it, it's amazing. Oh my god! And what, and in terms of movies, but in terms of TV, the last thing I remembered that was that deep was Roots. Mm. And Roots is all black people, <sighs> but it's not, yeah, it, and that's all. It's so hard that's to all. watch. <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, there's so many issues we have, black people, when we see black movies. We have this, it's the black a bunch of black kids in a room, and the white teacher comes to save the day, and it's all these tropes, all these things yeah. that have done. So Black Panther was like, We're not weak, we're not looking for help, we're taking right. care of ourselves. Roots, we're going through this ridiculous thing, but we kind of make our way through. There's just there's so much to it that's kind of that yeah. requires conversation that I think is the best way to describe it. So yeah yeah
0: well my my friend and i talked about we didn't get to do it for black history month because she just had a baby but i'm hoping we can do it we Mm -hmm. were talking about doing top five movies that black movies that aren't about black trauma because those movies are good but it's okay to watch like you know the best man and girls trip and waiting to exhale and like just all these other movies that aren't about you know racism and slavery and yeah. people getting murdered and not that those movies are bad because they're not but i don't feel like black people should just be associated with that stuff like yes, there's a whole we mm-hmm. community of actors that are good in their own right that can do anything so right yeah if um, you ever
1: do that i would love to jump onto that too okay I'd, I'd love i'll have to you
0: that. i already yeah. have my list because we were going to do it and then we didn't uh, uh, oh
1: that's cool waiting to yeah. exhale by the way I think there's oh. a good amount of trauma in that though. So
0: <laughs> There is, but it's not really a, it's not in my opinion, not no. black trauma. It's relationship it, trauma. It's not
1: 12 years a slave. It's not, it's not, oh, we're not suffering because
0: we're black. We're suffering because guys are dicks.
1: <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, anyway. so when that happened and I guarantee you that okay. I would definitely have a different list. I think that would be fun. Love I think it would be
2: interesting. Oh, Damn.
1: Can I tell you, though, that movie, ha- you know, you were talking about how Ross and Rachel are really problematic. Mm-hmm. The same thing could be said for that couple. A lot yeah. of people look at that couple and say the same thing. And I disagree because the reason I love that show, one, I'm, I have the biggest crush on Sanaa Lathan ever. She's my, oh my number God. one.
0: She is I so hot her. and the perfect guy. Oh, my God. Oh. like, I wouldn't kick her out of bed.
1: Oh, oh she's she gorgeous. is hot. She is amazing yeah. in everything. Yeah,
0: she's everything. a really good
1: actress. Oh, she's phenomenal. She's she's phenomenal.
0: She has but matured
1: very nicely. Oh, she has. She has. And I, I mean, literally, saw that and fell in love with. Her. And honestly, most mm-hmm. black guys who saw Love and Basketball, we just lost our minds.
0: Yeah, a chick that can play basketball and she's beautiful. Like, come on. <laughs>
1: that was it. And she played the part. She's perfect. It's like our. It's like the black pretty woman. Honestly, if yeah. you think about it. It's like her. It's like, oh, I love you. Like you're gorgeous, and we could talk basketball, and right. And why the acting is so sort of amazing is because she doesn't know about it. She learned basketball to play the part, and but
0: that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, she's amazing. But Yeah, we could talk about it all day, but you know, yeah, we
0: don't have that. Okay, well, I will definitely put you down for that one for sure. And yeah. spoiler alert: I don't know if Jeremy told you we did um, a top five superhero hall pass, so it hasn't come oh. out yet. Uh, um, oh, but cool. Chadwick Boseman is Black Panther is in my top five. Nice, yeah. Okay. I, I would kick everybody else off the island and just, yeah, Wakanda forever, indeed. And RIP, oh, yeah, oh,
1: yeah. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: honestly, though, I, I'm also kind of hot for uh, the bad guy in that movie, too. But
1: Killmonger is it's another good thing about Black oh, Panther is that his character, while he's a villain, he is. I kind of think he's a villain like every other Stanley villain is. Most villains yeah. that he's misunderstood. You know, exactly. They're not really villains. They just have a different belief and you don't really get why. Nobody's right. just like inherently bad. I think except maybe Joker. But Thanos. Yeah. Thanos. Oh, wait, that oh sounds... yeah. Is that um Avengers okay. is not him. No. Okay. Yeah. So, don't ask no, he's, me. He's, he's I can't. DC. Right. Um, but for me, yeah. <laughs> He's, he's, like, aside from his methods, what he
0: believes is right. Yeah. So. And he looks good doing it. mm -hmm. Okay, what's your number two?
1: (laughs) My number two is pretty much when you talk about TV couples, they're named because of this couple. This is the couple you talk about. When you talk about couples getting together and how it takes so long to get together, when you talk about the quintessential TV couple, you talk about, Sam, and Diane. Oh,
0: yes.
1: That's the one. One of my favorite shows in the 80s. I absolutely love Cheers. Absolutely love Cheers. Yeah, it's so good. And they did it perfectly. They met. It took them years to get together. Not even years. It took them a while to get together. Then they didn't get together. And they had the protagonist. They had Frasier there supposed to marry mm-hmm. obviously he's not going to marry him and i, I hope i'm not, i mean the show is almost 40 years old now if you haven't seen anything yeah. I, I don't want to show be comes with
0: it. a spoiler alert at the beginning so you're fine good good <laughs> good, good good
1: they spoiler were together that fraser gets his
0: own life. show and ends up with someone else <laughs>
1: honestly it's better than cheers to me that's yeah. my humble opinion
0: but I love fraser
1: i love those two i that's one of my favorite shows um and they sam and diane is what couples are mm-hmm. every show it's like, this is what we're trying to do because they were t- not together for season one. You think right. they're going to get together. Season two, they don't get together. Season three, they don't get together. They finally get together. Then they don't. And then she leaves. Like, yeah. it's brilliantly done. It's brilliantly done. and That's couples. Yeah. That's And you would think they would jump the shark when she leaves. Then you win the Alley. And it's a whole different thing. But yeah. that's team couples at its finest, is Sam and Diane.
0: You, and you know who that kind of reminds me of um on my drama side list is um Doug and Carol from ER did you ever...
1: I was thinking about I was thinking yeah. about I thought about ER because it's not... like
0: they're kind of together, together they're not together then they get together then he leaves and it's just like mm-hmm. oh and then they get together at the end and I just can't take it.
1: <laughs> yeah I agree I agree there's so many couples on that show. Yeah. That's that I think that's the issue that I had because they in my opinion probably should have never gotten together. They it shouldn't have worked out. Eventually yeah. it's love and they just have to get together but drug overdose to start, he's yeah. a womanizer, all this stuff. All these things that they go through and eventually he goes and then she kind of chases him but she had relationships in between. Yeah. It was it was weird but I
0: liked I could, it when they ended up together though. But I agree. I agree. Um, On my five that I did of dramas that I'll say real quick, I do have a couple from ER. It wasn't them, but okay. All right. My number two was almost my number one. I had a really hard time with this, but uh, again, going back to you keep them apart forever. And then once they get together, is it still going to be good? And to me, it was even better. Jim and Pam. Okay. From the office. And. I, I think what I really liked about this, because it definitely has its issues. She's got a boyfriend. He's clearly flirting with her. Like he's, you know, he gives a speech about, I just had to wait. Yes, you did wait, but you didn't always play fair either. But, you know, I feel like it it took them a long time to get together, but their friendship was always so beautiful. But then once they got together, you know, they they had this different path and different trajectory. And I feel like their inside jokes and just how cute they were together I really loved but I really loved at the end the last season when Jim gets the job in Philadelphia and he's like doing his dream job he's like a sports agent or whatever and they really show you how this impacts their relationship so it's not just all fun and games they show you the drama they show you the fights and how and and that goes along with you know Another choice that I had, but I feel like I really liked that they kind of tried to make it real, you know, and, and, you know, it's not just all fun and games. They're not just happy all the time. Like they really struggled, and you were like, are they going to make it or not? Mm-hmm. And Jim Halpert yeah. is one of the loves of my life. So actually, John Krasinski is one of the loves of my life. I'll right. take him yeah. every day, no matter what. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am a fan of the original Office. Yeah. The- so I love, I love the British one. I love what he did yeah. with that. It's that kind of dry. They took that dry humor mm-hmm. to new heights and Corel was good with it on the American version, but
0: yeah,
1: it was cold with the British, I right. love British was, humor. Yeah. Oh, he was so good. So I didn't, I watched some of this office and a lot of people love it. It didn't do it for me because I'm kind of partial. I'm kind of partial to the original. Um, but I did enjoy it. And I I like seeing a couple, I don't know why I felt like they reminded me of somebody else, some other couple where he was just kind of sitting there waiting in the wings type of thing. It actually reminds me of, it's kind of me and my wife, to be honest, because I met my wife at a job, we were working and we were there and I saw her, I'm like, that's going to be my wife at this place. Uh And she was dating somebody else there. And I basically just had to kind of wait right and he was a bum and it took a while eventually they kind of broke off and then i kind of just wait and meanwhile like we were in separate teams and i think everybody but my wife knew i loved her everybody knew i was interested for some reason she didn't catch it and whatever <laughs> but the people around me knew but even like a team leader of mine was trying to hook up with somebody else i'm like dude you know i like her why would you do this and it was just it was weird but I think when I see them and I it I like a good romantic story. I like yeah. I, I like their story, how they got together. So I think it's I think it's interesting. But for me, because they didn't run that with the office, the British version.
2: Yeah.
0: They
1: kind of extended it. But I kind of like the introduction, the kind of origin story. But The Office is clearly one of the best shows. Yeah. Me. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, it's and and I would even maybe say give it another chance sometime and you need know, to try to watch it all the way through, but it is again it's one of those shows that is a little problematic now but i think Mm -hmm. if you watch it in the frame of mind the problem is that michael scott is kind of a dick he is insensitive he is but the thing is i don't ever think he's trying to be these things and so that's his one redeeming quality is that he's not purposefully ignorant or rude he's just stupid (laughs)
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But mm-hmm. but in today's climate, that stuff wouldn't really get a pass, and rightfully so, but because cause I re-watched it, my husband had never seen it. So like over COVID time, we we watched it and I was like, ooh, that that does not age well. But I remember watching it and laughing at it because I was like, Well, and and I even remember it's one of my best friends, the one that I say we were gonna do the show, she's black, and I was like, Okay, am I allowed to laugh at that? <laughs> and she's just like yeah that shit's hilarious I'm like okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's also her favorite show so she could be biased that helps like I
1: think the reason I liked it I'm so sorry no no, you're good go I think for me the reason I like the British version is because Carell Michael Scott is you can tell he's dickish but in a kind of like I can't really be mad at you because you're not really the guy in the British version was a dick Yes, like he was an ass, so yeah. that's what made it even better. It's like he's a he's aware of it. He does have yeah. some endearing qualities, but it's gonna take a long time to get to it. So he's just dickish because yeah. that's what he is. That's what makes it even funnier. It's like that hard, It's like mm-hmm. that really uncomfortable laughter that you get that I feel like they tried to do with Corral, but yeah. he's he's sweet it's hard like you could be mad but you're like you know he's not really bad
0: but sometimes he is so uncomfortable where you're like (laughs) (laughs) um like there's this one episode and i i'm like i'm going to hell now for laughing at this when i think about it now but i swear every time i saw it i just died and my friend ashley we both are just like um it's the benihana christmas one i don't know if you see that one um michael's just gotten dumped so the guys take him to benihana for lunch and the office is having their christmas party so they come back and him and dwight have brought back two waitresses from the restaurant that are asian and they're both young like early college age girls
2: okay
0: and the girls come in and they're still in their benihana costumes and they you know uh, she goes up to the table and picks up some food and angela comes over and goes hey you can't have that i don't come into your house and steal your hello kitty backpack <laughs> and i'm just like <laughs> yeah and i'm like oh you can't you can't do that but i will say and this is only in my defense because i can't speak for other people but i laugh at that because i realize it's a joke and that it's not it's i don't know i i I feel like i shouldn't defend it because it's not my place to do that but i would never laugh at that like oh she made fun of the asian girl it's just like Oh yeah, okay. Asian girls, hello kitty, but also you just can't, I don't know.
2: Yeah. It's so hard right yeah.
0: now because I, I'm such a sensitive person and I try to be very socially aware and and we I can have a whole discussion with you sometime about how I can how I have changed over like the past even just four or five years the way I look at things. And it's not ever because I was a Like, just a quick example, we don't have to go into it, when Black Lives Matter first started happening. Okay, I was totally like, I am so upset about this. I am so against everything that's happening. But my first thought when I heard Black Lives Matter was, well, all lives matter. And it wasn't because I didn't think Black Lives don't matter. It was because I was like, well, duh. I mean, doesn't everybody think that all life is important? That was me being naive because I didn't understand it once I talked to people and understood it more then I was like, okay, I get it now. And I'm on board with it. Some people are against certain things because they are racist assholes, but some Mm -hmm. people, and, and I try to tell people this, especially black people or any people of color. Some people just don't know. Like I have said things in my life, like I said, a friend in college, my boyfriend in college, his roommate was black. And I, I was like 19. And I remember what we're doing. I was eating some chips. I was eating some barbecue chips. And I was like, hey, do you want some chips? And he was like, no, thanks. I'm good. And I was like, but they're barbecue. And he was like, so I have to like them because they're barbecue. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I didn't know. I 100 full stop did not know that was a thing. And so then when he told me, I was like, oh, well, shit. Now he thinks I'm a racist. But (laughs) I didn't say it coming from, I just didn't know. I was like, everybody likes barbecue chips. They're amazing. Like that was literally what was in my head. So we all have some learning to do for sure. But I also feel like we all need to give each other some grace in certain circumstances because I know I've said some stupid shit, not because I was trying to be mean, because I literally just didn't know. Yeah. But I'm also kind of (laughs) naive. All right. Well, we're down to number one. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to hear what you have.
1: Ah, Number one, number one, this couple is from my favorite TV show of all time.
0: Okay.
1: And I remember I told you that this couple did not like each other, but their chemistry was so amazing that it worked out. My favorite couple is from a show called Moonlighting. Oh, yes. The characters are David Addison and Maddie Hayes. I absolutely love this show. It was so I, good. Look, it is the typical 80s. They started it off with a two-hour movie and it was popular and they did a show with and they ended up coming up with a series. It's Bruce Willis at his best, at his cocky mm-hmm. white guy best. Um he's a heartthrob, but he's already balding back then. It's like it's funny, but their chemistry was amazing for two people who didn't really connect. It's the it's I have that whole series on DVD, and you can't find it. I love that hey. show. And they dragged it out.
2: Mm-hmm. They worked
1: it together, they never got together. Then they got together, and then he was in jail for an episode. And then they brought him and they did such good stuff. And then when they got together, what do we do now?
0: Right. And
1: and like a season later, it's done. And it's like Oh, God, I love that show. And it pisses me. I mean, I can watch it whenever I want. I own the show. Right. But with Bruce Willis and his, sadly, Ugh. with his health being a struggle, that show should be on Netflix or somewhere so people can watch it. They had such great episodes. They did, like, Taming of the Shrew. They did yeah. great. Oh, they did great episodes. It was so much fun. So, yes. Yeah, so, David Addison, Maddie love Hayes, it. Best TV couple for me ever. Yeah,
0: I one hundred percent agree. They need to bring that shit out on streaming because I haven't mm-hmm. seen it since it was on, other than random episodes here and there. But I remember that I really loved it. Mm. I love. It. Man, you went deep for that one. I like it.
1: I told you I'm an eight. <laughs> when we talk about the uh, honorable mentions, yeah. I've got some pull out. So uh, okay,
0: mm-hmm. I have some more eighties ones as honorable mentions, but um, okay, well. Hopefully, well, clearly, you don't have my number one, but um, I brought somebody else on to talk about my number one. So, oh
1: god, oh god, <laughs> if this is what I think it is, I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, what? okay, what's the number one? What couple? do you think let's it hear. is? If Jeremy's coming on, it's got to be something Will Smith. So, I don't know <laughs> if, if it's Fresh Prince. Oh my god, I'm going to accidentally hang up. So, let's just see what.
0: Well, what if it's Phil and Viv? Oh, my God. Um, Are you going hang if up it's on Phil... me for
1: Phil and Viv? No. If it's Phil and Viv, then that's fine.
0: What but if it's, if it's Jeremy, Lisa?
1: if it's Jeremy, then it has to...
0: <laughs> it's, it's Will forward... and Lisa!
1: Really? Is it Will and Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jesus. Like, they weren't together long enough to be...
0: <laughs> no. I wow. just i heard about how much you hate will smith and i was told to punk you on this episode so
3: (laughs) dre was supposed to be here too
0: yeah oh my god and it's early at his house why isn't he here
3: must be doing something with his girlfriend wife whatever where where she is
0: yeah i i (laughs) wow i don't know how you could hate will smith
1: that's a whole that's a whole yeah. different episode okay and All i right. mean if you decide to do it we certainly can no, but okay. um yeah that's okay but are you <laughs> is that your couple is that number one
0: no no, okay. no. It. okay it's not but um i see yeah there wasn't really a good way to do this without you oh donkey. <laughs> he knows i want one um yeah, it wasn't really a good way to do this without, um, but they really just wanted to see your face when I said Will and Lisa. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're like, you got to tell them that. You got to put them on your list. I was like, okay.
3: It's good to have friends in sit places.
0: Exactly.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, my number one is actually another one that is similar to Jim and Pam, except that they were together from the beginning. But as their relationship went on, especially towards the end of the series, they showed some hard stuff and I really appreciated it. And also, they're just really my favorite two people on television ever. <laughs> um that again reminding me of my own relationship. Um, that's Marshall and Lily from how I met your mother.
2: Respect. Okay. Um, okay,
0: Marshall is me, like totally like. and and my husband's a lily like again we're backwards like phil and claire but it's just you know um i love them so much and you know they have their their relationship issues aren't always except for when she leaves and then comes back like that they have that point where they break up but you know at the end when she wants to move to actually i think it is paris and then he takes this judgeship without even telling her and they have this big fight and he throws in her face well you just went to art school and dumped me and it's like whoa that was like six years of pent-up anger not coming out and then it you know so i liked that their stuff got real but marshall is just he's just one of my favorite characters of all time he's so cute there's this one episode and i don't even know what they're talking about he's talking about squirrels and he's like that squirrel just wants to go back home to his wife or whatever and she goes marshall squirrels don't get married and he looks at her full serious and goes how could you possibly know that (laughs) and that's the kind of shit i say like my husband will be like fish don't have feelings how could you know that you don't know how do you know squirrels don't get married so they're just, yeah, they're the best.
1: They're that, my favorite. That's a good couple. I've, I've watched so many clips and stuff from that show because because I am just an obvious 80s kid. Neil Patrick in Harris.
0: VH, yep.
1: And I just, I see him and I see him as a young doctor walking around in a white coat. So I always see him as different and he's a stud in that show. He's hilarious. Yeah, he to me, that couple... Almost fits in to the hot wife, regular-looking guy thing. Because they even... I feel like there was even an episode, they even talked about that. Yeah. Like, I forgot how they described it. But in a couple, there's always, like, the really good one. And, like, yes. I forgot how they described it. And apparently, she's the hot one. And he's the one that's... She's settling for him. That type of thing.
3: Someone settles but, and someone reaches. That's yes, how they describe exactly. it. Yeah, there's a right. reacher and a settler.
0: That's what it is. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So, that when I... To me, that's what I see. But they, she's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal. The whole yeah. scene with him and his dad dying, that whole Ugh, that episode. God. To me, that episode. Because I've watched clips how they show the countdown and everything. To yeah. me, that's the episode. Remember, I was telling you, every show has yes. one. I that's cried the one for out. me. Brilliant. It's that, brilliant. And the fact that he didn't know that he just yeah. had to just respond is amazing also. Um, I like that. I like them as a couple i i it's in, yeah i have to agree i didn't really I, I didn't really think about them that much because i i revert to old school because i'm right. just an old soul and i feel like nothing is really great now so i always revert oh, back to, remember you. but yeah that's a good couple they, I, I agree
0: they just have so many amazing moments even when they're just really like you know just little quick ones like um there, there's an episode where barney is trying to some girl is like trying to sabotage him and so he's trying to remember like the girls he slept with and and um he says something to i think he says to teddy goes don't tell me you're not the kind of guy who doesn't keep a list of all the girls he slept with and marshall goes i have one it's my marriage license and then him and mm-hmm. Lily wow. each other. Oh,
2: yes wow. <laughs>
0: And they do show some tough things i mean you know that again towards the end is when they get into the really tough stuff but you know it's just i love marshall and he is so much like me that i think that's why i like him so much you know again he's a dreamer
3: mm-hmm.
0: i'm a dreamer lily's very new york she's very hardcore she's like you know whatever. So I think, you know, him, Minnesota and her, New York, they're just super cute. Mm-hmm. I would recommend you watch How I Met Your Mother. I would say it is, they took the Friends mold and then transitioned it into something else. Something, um, better.
3: something better. It's better. You I, know it. NPA is for
0: It's NPA. better for the time that it's in. I think Friends was amazing for its time. Friends doesn't hold up as well as how I met your mother does yep. um but yeah it's 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 definitely a better representation of New York in my opinion, not that I've ever lived there, but I think it's a better it's a little bit better and the and the characters are very they're a little more versatile a little more or a little more diverse than the friends characters there's still the okay. you know you've got the the ross the joey the you know, Monica and Chandler, I would call Marshall and Lily, but um but it's different and it's it's really funny. So.
1: I'll definitely watch I've watched enough stuff where it's hilarious where I would definitely give it a shot. And I
0: pH can pH is phenomenal in it and he is. I he's a I quote that show a lot. So one word slapsgiving. <laughs> yes. Slapsgiving that is bit. a real holiday in my house.
1: <laughs> that bit is really funny. I respect that. I respect yes. that
0: they do a lot of really funny stuff they have a lot of you know and and the guest stars are amazing too which you know friends had really good guest stars but oh I actually did a top five tv guest stars episode and um britney spears was one of mine when she's on how i met your mother she's freaking hilarious oh
1: yeah was brad pitt on there for the friends for his random yes. drop in yes okay
0: I yeah okay. i mean yeah that was amazing like <laughs> All right, Rachel. (laughs) Okay, well, let me tell you just real quick, and then we can do honorable mentions. But so, Jeremy, I did all my top five were sitcoms, which actually, I guess all of yours were too, weren't they?
3: Right? I believe. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't have This Is Us on your list. I totally didn't think about that.
0: Well, so I did a separate top five for dramatic shows, and I did my actual top five for all. So... I have uh, number five, Randall and Beth. This is us. Number four, Abby and Luca from ER. Uh, number three, Derek and Meredith from Grey's Anatomy. Number two, Jack and Rebecca from This Is Us.
1: Hmm. And
0: number one, Kevin and Winnie from The Wonder Years.
1: Ah, uh, that's on my honorable mention. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh. Okay. Wonder Years is one of my favorite shows growing but, up. I I'm mean, wondering. seriously, look at this shit. <laughs> I, I don't doubt you, man. I don't doubt you. My list, I have one sheet of paper here. I had two other sheets for random couples. And I'll be honest, every not all of my couples were couples. They were duos. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't couple, even go there. So I have a few that were together that you're supposed to assume are couples, but really aren't. And I'll mention a few that we'll talk in a minute. But okay, there's so many good. No, there's a good show with two people with good chemistry Gotcha. It's a beautiful thing, and that's what you remember.
0: Um, well, I'll just say mine, and then I'll let you talk for a little bit. My okay. other quick honorable mentions were Kitty and Red from that '70s show. Um, Jake and Amy from Brooklyn 99
1: Ah, oh, such a fun show. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, where'd the other one go? Oh, don't get mad at me because I know this one is problematic, but Carrie and Big from Sex and the City. Mm. Yeah.
3: yeah. They're a good couple. They were a good couple for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. off and on.
3: Yeah, and Niles never and is. Daphne. Mm, yeah. So, okay. Uh, let's see. So we
1: already talked about Heathcliff and Claire. So they were on my honorable mention number six for me. Like for me, between Anything But Love and this, this is long before you, because I'm seventy four. But this is even before I was. Okay. Did you ever watch The Odd Couple? Yeah, Oscar Madison and Felix Ungle, were not a couple, but they were a century together. So, and the fact that they were odd couple, yeah. I thought they were brilliant together. That's two first the movie, and then they were brilliant. They worked off each other so well. So yeah. that's Jack Logman and Tony Randall. Loved them.
2: Okay. I had
1: not. Yeah. I had Niles and Daphne, of course, from Frazier. Mm-hmm. I had Overton and Sinclair from Living Single. Oh yeah. Because I loved them. I had. Now, this one is interesting. I had Corey and Topanga, of course, from Boy Meets World. But to me, they weren't the best couple on that show. The best couple yeah. on that show was Corey and Sean. They That friendship was, like, Oh, on okay. Great yeah. They, like, even when they did Girl Meets World, even when they did that, it was, like, it was obvious that that was, Sean was his the love of his life in all honesty. Right, very much. That friendship was just iron tight and he was there for everything. So I love that. Did you ever watch Kate and Allie?
0: Yes. I loved Kate and Allie.
1: Kate and Allie's And they weren't a couple, but they were two friends living together. So I okay, loved Okay, well, Laverne
0: that. and Shirley then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't love them as <laughs> no. a couple. I don't know. She was yeah, Kate
0: I loved Kate and Alley.
1: I did. I love that little piano intro. When you're ready to do theme songs, I'm your guy too. Oh, um, yes.
0: I that is on my list of lists. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the last couple that I have on this list is Archie and Edith Bunker.
0: Why I oughta. I I love yeah. them.
1: He was rough, but when they when they when she, when they killed her off the show brilliant. Absolutely when oh, he was you hated him so much but like yeah. He, when she died, it's just visceral. Like, I feel it. He was, Carol O'Connor was amazing. That show. Yeah. Oh, and I had a lot, because then we, I mean, I'm I'm so bad with this, because I'm watching this, and I'm like, we could talk about spinoffs, because all in the family, oh, yeah. like, we sold spinoff because that's Maud, but there's the Jefferson. That's a good couple, too. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, it's good times. But that's a couple too, right? <laughs> but, you know, like there was so many couples. But I'm like, I have to narrow this down to like my last hundred. I have to I have to pick a regular number. But for me, um, the odd couple was 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 like five A because mm-hmm. I thought it was, I like brilliant. it. But yeah, but that was my group.
0: Um, uh, the other one I I had two from Full House, which was Jesse and Becky oh, wow. and DJ and Steve, and then wow. Fuller House because they're together on Fuller House and. Okay. I will go on record as saying Candace Cameron Bure is not one of my favorite people, but I love DJ mm. Tanner. So, mm.
3: <laughs> my crush on Crushgasm. <laughs> ah, Crushgasm. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that one.
1: Yeah. That was a good episode. <laughs> that was a good episode. Yeah. I didn't think about that. It's a lot of those 80s shows. There were some yeah. good couples, like Perfect Strangers had some good couples. Yeah. Um. You know, Family Matters with Steve, mm-hmm. but not with Laura because she was terrible. I hated her with the <laughs> other girl that he was with. Oh no, but yeah, so many. There could be a part two, a part three to this easily.
0: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sheldon and Amy from Big Bang Theory, who I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to read Casey's real quick because I told him I would because he, okay. he was supposed to be on and then um, okay. he had some car issues, but okay. so he had. Um, number five Meredith and Derek number four Jim and Pam his is very close to mine (laughs) number three Phil and Claire number two Al and Peggy and number Uh, one Ross and Rachel I my thing with Married with Children is I freaking love that show and I grew up watching it and I thought it was hilarious but uh, again looking at it now Al Bundy was a shit husband
3: (laughs) She, she was a shit wife too
0: she just wanted to fuck him all the time and he was always pushing her away (laughs) no she was a brat i i agree but and that's why like we were talking about modern family how he you know he comes in with sort of that still kind of albendy-ish demeanor but he's not a total dick like he's a good guy but he's of his generation and he's Mm -hmm. married to this woman young enough to be his daughter so it's very interesting um and then katie seagal went on to be on um, we were talking about killing somebody off. Yeah. Uh, ten rules ten for rules. dating my teenage daughter. Oh. You know, when he died and it was just like,
1: oh,
0: how are they going to do this? And I thought they did great. I love her.
1: So She's phenomenal. Honest, That's a whole other thing. Like heartbreaking yeah. moments on TV shows. That's another top five thing. That was Ugh. rough because yeah. I loved him. I mean, I grew up watching Three's Company. Yeah. And to see these shows and oh, when and he died. I and was then, not like, ready. What, Oh, and I'm like, how are they going to do this? Because we know he died like mid-season. How are they going to do it? Because I'm a West Wing fan. I'm a huge, I'm a monster West Wing fan. So the same thing with John Spencer. How do you account for him? And wow. And this is my, and I can't remember her name because I'm terrible. The girl from, um, who was the daughter on uh, 10 Ways? She was on.
0: Oh, oh.
1: I can't think of her because yeah. I'm terrible. I don't know. Uh, the, no,
0: I can picture her face, but I can't remember her name
1: either. Always. Yeah, she was. Oh my god, she's on Big Bang Theory. I can't yeah. think of her name. Kaylee Cuoco. Kaylee, Kaylee Cuoco, There you go. Thank
0: Kaylee you. Kaylee Cuoco,
1: who was great on that show. She was yeah. so good in the episode when she loses her dad and she just goes, oh. wow. and like oh that was hard to me. It's it's tantamount because on Good Times they had to kill off James. Mm -hmm. and when they did that and that was one of those i don't like the run of the show so he has to go type of thing and the way they did that no one saw that coming no one saw that coming yeah brilliant really good writing is fun for me so i remember that i agree yeah so that was that was amazing
0: another unpopular opinion best couple from dawson's creek is pacey and joey
1: oh that's what i was gonna say
0: yeah everyone's like no dawson like no
1: oh no 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 only good couple. I love shows like that where it's the easy guy, guy, girl in between the guys, yeah. ruin the friendship, but the guy ends up with the other, the girl ends up with the second guy as opposed to the first one. I like that idea. That I think they went the right
0: way. Yeah, I agree. Which well, is also why I had Jughead and Betty instead yes. of
3: yeah instead
0: of Betty and uh, Archie. No, Jughead and Betty are the shit. They're they're the the <laughs> dynamic duo.
3: Was uh. Brian Leela on anybody's list? Who? Brian Leela from Futurama. Oh, no, sorry. the call again, come on.
0: Yeah, we didn't go into, or I didn't go into anything animated. Um, yeah, You know that's my bag. <laughs> I do, I know. I, again, dude, look at this piece of paper. Oh, I saw the picture a week oh, ago. Oh yeah, I sent it to you, that's right. Yeah, I sent it to him and Dre and CJ because I was like, help me! <laughs>
3: oh wow,
1: Okay. Hey, send me a picture of that list. You know, when this is all done, I'm interested to see if there's any
0: names that you
1: didn't mention here.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I had a lot. Um, I had Nick and Jess from New Girl. Okay, and you know, just yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I did have Ross and Rachel on my long list, but we discussed why I did not put them in my top five. So, yeah. Well, all right. Well, that was a lot of fun, and um yeah we've been talking forever but i'm cool i'm excited about it i think people are have to get used to the fact that my episodes are long like i try to i used to try to edit them down and now i'm like i like all the banter and the talking you know what if you have to break it up into two or three times to finish it i'm cool with that Mm
2: -hmm. i agree Um, we
0: we went on some tangents but i think they were worthy conversations and i'm definitely not going to cut them out so
1: Agreed. That's good to hear. I'll be happy to hear it and hear it back.
3: Oh, I and I love talking. Yeah, I can't wait to hear I can't wait to hear Harvey and Shiplibs. Oh, we had a fun one. I I'm, think sure. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> but yeah,
1: I can talk TV and music and movies anytime. So, you know, don't just relegate me to the, you know, to the black stuff. Feel free to bring me oh, in. No.
0: The <laughs> no, you are only allowed to do black stuff. Damn it. Damn. Wait, now I'm interested as to what that can entail. Hmm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> sorry, I had to. I've I've had a couple it, of glasses of wine.
1: <laughs> hey, I just finished off the you know the moonshot, so it's all good. Um Well, and I like that you like brought
0: that. up the um, sorry, the the when we were talking about black movies and the black exploitation because um Dre posted that on Twitter with uh he replied to somebody's on some master beggars but asked about what people thought about black exploitation movies and i was like i'm kind of on the fence because i think some of them are pretty cool but then i'm also like when does it become too much but yeah like you wouldn't have foxy brown and and all those other movies but it yeah. was
1: necessary I, I love those because they were campy you could tell they didn't have the budget that all their companies would have <laughs> right given. and obviously but what they had were really fun characters like seriously shaft is ridiculous right i mean it's aside from like maybe the most misogynist thing you'll ever see, but he's this action star and he loves his women and all that. <laughs> and then it has an Oscar-winning soundtrack, and then it's just everything about it. It's it's just kind of a necessary evolution for film. Shut your we mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, it's good, it's good, good stuff. And of course, you would appreciate it because it's your boy Chef from South Park.
0: Yeah. So you
3: would appreciate I, it. I, it's I, just I, I think Motherfucking Hayes. Yep.
0: You know a movie I would love to see is a team up with Shaft, Samuel L. Jackson, and uh, Ron Burgundy, Anchorman. Ooh. <laughs> I feel like they're per- just a movie where they pursue women.
1: <laughs> that would be interesting. What? What I heard, was it Donald Glover who said something really fun. I can't remember it. It was like I would love to see Michael Sarah as Shaft. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> no, kidding. it would be no. hilarious. It would be so ridiculous. I think
0: about that dorky kid from Juno as being Shaft. Like, what?
1: Oh, because it would be. It wouldn't be Shaft. It
0: you wouldn't know. be Shaft.
1: But it would just be funny him trying to play. That, that would part. be funny. It would be funny.
0: <laughs> if, he oh, to, if he
3: wants to see that, watch him as Michael Bluth Jr. on Arrested Development. That's basically all he does: is try to pick up girls.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Sorry, my allergies are killing me. I have to keep muting myself, coughing. All right, well, Jeremy, thanks for popping in and, and surprising. And sorry, I couldn't oh, pull off oh. the better surprise choosing Will and Lisa. <laughs> yeah,
3: see, but, if, you, if you use StreamYard, I would be able to sit in the back until you told him and watch his face still and then pop in.
0: That's a good idea. <laughs> um, we're going to have a talk about why you hate Will Smith, because uh, he has pros and cons, and I'm I'm on the fence and off the fence sometimes, but we'll have to talk about it.
3: Oh, him and him and DeAndre are gonna be on part of My Fandom debating Will Smith as the greatest actor mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. He Next is not big. the
0: greatest actor ever. DeAndre
3: thinks so. He's a he's a national treasure, according to
1: them. I'm gonna tear these. Oh my god. Oh, Damn.
0: I gotta I'm gonna listen to this. Y'all make sure you go no live no so idea. I can listen. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Rocky Rocky's not really Rocky right. do live, but
0: I think fun. he's a fantastic actor. He is not the greatest actor of all time. Anyway.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree with that, but
0: Harvey, I was just, I've been looking at you trying to figure out who you remind me of. And I have his face in my head but I can't remember his name. Okay. I'm going to have to message you. Uh,
2: what do we know I always from? mix
0: him up. It's not Ving Rhames, but I always mix him up with him. But it's not him. It's, uh, what the hell is that guy's name? He's he's the cop in Gone in 60 Seconds and he's the Aaliyah's dad in Romeo Must Die. What is that guy's name? No idea. Well, anyway, you look like him. I'm going to...
1: And Romeo Must Die. It's not DMX, right?
0: Jesus. No.
1: <laughs> no, I'm trying... To, I I haven't seen Romeo Must Die. I don't know. But
3: that's me, that me either. Me either.
0: Well, Jeremy, with... you haven't seen shit, so... And I'm not talking to you. I forgot about that.
3: She's mad because I said that Princess Bride didn't get beat by uh, the, the movie It's Against in the next round.
0: No, you the... said Princess Bride was boring. It is. It is not. You're insane. I don't even,
1: I, I don't even understand. <laughs> another, another face. Another face. Dude. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. It's Princess Bride.
3: I don't... Oh. It's Again, we were up watching it, but
0: it's, it's adventure, and it's, it's romance, it's and it's monsters, and it's sword fights. What the hell is wrong with you? Watch Lord of the Rings, then. It's more entertaining. So Ew. Nobody wants to um, see Lord of the Rings. Delroy Lindo. Oh. Delroy Lindo.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: I like he's been Delroy. He bugging me the whole night. I'm like, who does he look like? He reminds me of somebody. You have the facial expressions. You're like, okay. Okay. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just like,
1: no. Hey, I'll
0: take that. Hey, he, he's prepared. a handsome dude. You're a handsome oh. dude. So Much are you, agree. Jeremy, I guess.
3: Uh, I already know. This, You'd be more handsome
0: you. if you liked Princess Bride it's oh, not yeah.
3: i told i said it's not horrible it's just not one of my favorites you said it was boring i think a lot of movies are boring
0: i you think you're mean, boring
3: you know that's not true
0: that's, nope. <laughs> he said i need better comebacks your face is boring
3: <laughs> she tried calling that your mom is boring comeback i mean i was like yeah okay
0: i did sorry all right well you guys thank you for being here and uh we will definitely do this again um I hope everybody has a great week. What the hell day is it? Well, it doesn't matter because it won't be that day when this drops. So (laughs) have a good night. And when life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye.